Welcome back to the Daily Zohar Study. My name is Rina Perkel. Today we will be doing Vaigash, um, day five. I'd like to dedicate this class to my sister, Bachen Bat Jacqueline, that Hashem should bless her with the Zivuk Tov Vahagun. I'd like to do a Kashrut to the Tzadikim. You hear it's on Milfanecha Hashem lo kenu velo kevotenu within the school of Rabbi Shimon Baruchai. The Arya Kadosh and Rav Chaim Vital, we will be able to draw down the Chochmah, the Bina, and the Dot, the wisdom, understanding, and consciousness of the teachings of the Holy Zohar, so we can integrate them fully into our lives and be worthy vessels to re- receive Hashem's great light and blessings. Please follow along with the text I provided for you. We're in um, page 211b verses 132 to 135 in the Zohar Parshat Vegash. Okay, a little synopsis for um, today's uh, discussion. We're going to learn about how both the holy and the negative energy forces reflect each other, which therefore makes it very clear for us which path we should be choosing. Let's start with verse 132. Come and behold, what does the verse state? And Jacob bless Paro. Bereshit 47. Rabbi Yossi said, Although earlier on we identified Paro with another mystical energy, we do agree that Paro was associated with negative energy. Even though it was explained in another mystery is something else. Verse 133. I compare you, my love, to a mare of the chariots of Paro. Shira Shirin. Come and behold. There are chariots on the left. In the secret of the other side. The, meaning the negative forces. And chariots on the right, on the, on the secret of supernal holiness. So again, we already see an obvious connection to yesterday's teachings where um, we were learning about the right side and the left side. So right side energy, right column. We, there's The Sephirotic um, system is broken up into three columns, right, left, center, right representing chesed energy, left representing gavura, judgment energy, um, center representing the balance of both tiferet. So here they're talking about the right side, connecting to mercy and holiness and chesed, um, kedusha and chesed, and left representing judgment, punishment, restriction, and tum'ah, impurity. So the ones of holiness correspond to the ones of the negative forces. They're saying that they're mirrors of each other. The holy ones are of mercy, and the other sides are of judgment. Next verse, 134. When the Holy One, blessed be He, executed judgment on Egypt. He did it exactly the same way as the chariots of the other side and in the same manner as the other side.
just as the negative side killed and took souls of so the Holy One blessed be he did the same thing they did as it is written Hashem swallowed the firstborn so just like the Egyptians um, initially had a decree where they forced all um, the Jewish um, baby boys to be uh, that were born to be thrown into the Nile and to be killed, so too Hashem enacted Makata Bechorot, which was the last of the ten plagues where all of the firstborns of the Egyptians were killed. Whatever he did in Egypt was in the very same manner, meaning Hashem was reflecting back to them their negative energy in the way that he punished them. Therefore it is written, I can parry my love, um, dot 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 to a horse in, in Pharaoh's chariots. That's from Shirashim. Hashem treated the negative energies in the same exact way that they act by killing them. As it is written, I am Hashem, I am He, not other. So that specific verse was to show that Hashem on His own destroy, destroyed the negative energies of Egypt and not through an angel, because um, there were times that um, angels were sent to to execute some of the punishments, but in this case, Hashem did it. And of the future era, what is the verse date? Meaning when um, in the future redemption, who is this that comes from Edom with crimson garments from Batra? So they're saying, so even then in the future redemption, Hashem will also... Um, be the one that destroys the negative forces and not a messenger. So it's basically referring to the fact that the redemption from exile during the times of Egypt is the model for the final redemption from exile during the times of Mashiach, where Hashem will be redeeming us directly. Okay, next verse, verse 135. Tachazek, come and behold, Maktiv, what does the verse state? It is written as Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt in the country of Goshen, and they took possession of it and they grew and they multiplied exceedingly. Bereshit 47. And they took possession of it means as a permanent heritage. And they took possession of it. So there they're talking about land that the Jews bought property in Goshen because um, they were worthy of taking possession of it as has already been explained. So there's a Midrash that says that Sarah, Menu, um, Sarah the matriarch, was given this land as a gift um, during the time when Abraham and Sarah went down to Egypt when there was a famine in Israel. So they're saying that the Jews had a right to it because it was um, given as a gift to her. Um, and they grew and they multiplied exceedingly. How, how is it that they were able to multiply and, and um, be so fruitful? They're saying because, surely because they didn't suffer in Egypt yet. And so they were living an enjoyable, pleasurable life. So therefore they were fruitful and their population grew exceedingly.
Okay, let's try to make sense of this selection and figure out what exactly um, is the message that we're supposed to take away here. So firstly, the most obvious lesson is that every force has its counterforce, that everything has a mirror image created in God's world. That it's the concept of mida keneged mida, measure for measure. So we also see in the context of yesterday's reading that there's a continuation of the theme of the right and the left, chesed and gevorah, that Hashem created both and gives us free will to choose which do we want to draw from at what time, at different times, what's appropriate. Sometimes in different situations, you need to use gevorah and judgment when it's necessary and appropriate. And in this selection here, we see that Hashem was executing judgment as a reflection of negativity caused by the Egyptians. So this continues the theme of cause and effect that we learned yesterday, that Hashem oversees our actions. And um, sometimes we don't really see the direct cause and effect or the consequences to our actions, good or bad, because Hashem wants us to maintain our free will. Because if every time you did something bad and you got punished right away, you wouldn't ever do that thing again. But then if if that was the case, you, that also means you wouldn't have much free choice. So the distance between our negative actions and the negative consequences, that's our opportunity to do tshuva, use our free will to do tshuva, to repent and really repair our mistakes. So the same goes for the good. We don't always see the positive results of our positive actions because if we did, then we would always do good and then then we wouldn't have free will. So when you do good, don't expect an immediate reward from Hashem's like blessings flowing down right away because there's going to be a distance. There's going to be a gap in time before we see the cause and effect of our actions. So like earlier in the week when we were learning about getting up at midnight to learn and that whoever gets up at midnight, like King David, who would get up at midnight and then he would ask, um, then pray to Hashem and say, oh, I got up at midnight. So I'll, I want you to please bless me with chesed in the, in the daytime. So Again, it's like this cause and effect, right? If you do good, you'll receive good. And yes, that is that is the case, but but it's according to Hashem's timeline. That's the key thing that we need to remember that when you do a positive spiritual action, the reward and the blessings that come to Hashem, they come at, according to Hashem's timeline, not our timeline. We don't know how or when the positive effects will be manifested. And that's up to Hashem. And that's where Amuna comes in and knowing that Hashem is the one that decides. Hashem has a plan. And we see that very clearly with the whole story of Yosef and his brothers, how he was able to view the suffering that he went through um, as ultimately good. And that's why he didn't get angry with his brothers when he finally met them after such a long time of being away from his father and from his family. He was able to see the bigger picture because he had a muna, because he was a tzaddik and he was able to see that Hashem is tov that everything comes from Hashem and every Hashem is good and Hashem does good. And and also another concept in the Kabbalah that we haven't yet learned within the context of the Zohar in, in our group, but there's a very 
important concept in the Kabbalah of Shavira and Tikkun, that that the world when when um, the world was created, there was um, a Shavira, there was a brokenness, and then our our work in this world is to do Tikkun. So when you start to look at history through the prism of Shavira and Tikkun, that there's suffering and then there's repair, and there's suffering and there's repair, then you start it starts to make a lot more sense, and you see that Hashem does have a plan. So at the end of this selection where it talks about the Jewish people um, prospering and multiplying and enjoying the pleasures of life, we see that that was a time of grace because Hashem wanted the tribes to grow into a nation, which would then be redeemed and receive the Torah. So this time of grace was followed with punishments, with slavery and suffering. So you see the back and forth of, of, of how it goes from chesed to gevura, chesed to gevura, this oscillation back and forth between chesed and gevura is really a theme that will continue throughout Jewish history and up until the times of Mashiach. So I hope that this um, teaching helps you all contextualize everything that we learned up until today, that all of the different teachings, even though they stand on their own, they're really interconnected and that there's like a larger theme here that we're supposed to um, tap into. So I hope you enjoyed today's class and I look forward to learning more with you tomorrow. Take care.